Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is dedicated in celebration of the birth of their granddaughter, Renata Marcus, Rahel Bat Gabriela, to Gabby and Nathan, sponsored by Michelle and Joseph Safra. Be'ezat Hashem should be zochet to have Rov Nachad de Kiddushah. Okay, so there's a very interesting mechila. There's a, uh, there's a very interesting, uh, perhaps, direction that I want to uh, talk, with, talk with you today about uh, our parasha. Our parasha begins and tells us that Noach was East Sadiq, Tamim Maya Bedorotav. He was a man who was a Sadiq, who was a righteous man. Tamim Maya, he was whole, he was innocent, Bedorotav, in his generations. And I remember reading. Uh, a lot of different interpretations as to what does it mean that Noah was a Sadiq. What does it mean? Rashi brings down the Yesh Dorshim Lishvach, the Yesh Dorshim Lignai, which means, what does it mean he was a Sadiq in his generation? Some people say, they say it in a positive way. What does that mean? He was a Sadiq in his generation, even in the worst possible generation, when everyone's doing the wrong thing, Noah was still a Sadiq. Wow, look at makes him extra special. The Yesh Dorshim Lignai, and some people interpret this idea, Lignai in a, in a perhaps less than flattering light, which means that for his generation, with everybody else being uh, horrible people, he was called a Sadiq. But vis-a-vis, uh, another generation like Avraham Avinu, lo leklum. he would not have been considered uh, anything. Now, uh, I don't want to get involved in the uh, whether he was a tzaddik relative to his generation, not a tzaddik relative to his generation, because all of that is a definition of what kind of tzaddik he was, bidorotav. But the pasuk still says the words tamim, which means he was whole with God. It still says the words, noach uh, that he walked with Hashem. So however you're going to understand it, his generation, not his generation, there was something special about noach. However, <laughs> I think, I remember reading from Rav Baruch Mordechai Ezrahi, he writes that contrary to everybody else's focal point in the Pasuk, they're missing something very important. Whether he was a Sadiq, whether he was a Tamim, when was he a Sadiq, when was he a Tamim, he walked with God, he didn't walk with God. They missed one word, and that is the word Ish. Ish in the Torah always means that this person was an important, a man, he was a mensch. And, and I, I think that there's something here, the lost art of being a mensch, is something that, before we talk about Aviza Sadiq, Ish, Noach, Ish, Sadiq, but first and foremost, Ish is a mensch. Now, I know that that sounds like a crazy thing, because, you know, being a mensch is also part of being a Sadiq. So why is that something, or an appellation which is separated from this concept. So I want to describe perhaps what, what, what I mean when I talk about this. I don't know that that's true. How could you be a, a Sadiq if you're not a mensch? That's a, that's a Chacham, not a Sadiq. But I think, that's, I think that's a Sadiq too. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think, I think there's something here that's a little bit uh, different. And I want to share an idea that, that my rabbi taught us, which I think is very, very pertinent to this, and pertinent to us as well. You know, um, 
there's a, there's a misvah in the Torah that says, You have to love your friend, your neighbor, like yourself. So my rabbi asked, what happens in a scenario if a person sees a new person moves into town and he thinks to this guy, he thinks to himself, oh, wow, Baruch Hashem, another Jewish guy moved in. I was sharing with them on Shabbat, the most amazing moment of my Sukkot. You know, uh, I, 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 what's it called? I have a sukkah in my, behind the, uh, where, uh, our place. And there's a guy who lives two doors down from me. He's the head of radiology in Mount Sinai in Brooklyn. And uh, he's never had the zikhut of having a sukkah here in, this, in, in the city. And, uh, and I remember that he said something to me back then about how he wishes we also had. So when I was ordering mine, so I mentioned to him and we actually helped him order a sukkah for him. And when I was having guys come to build mine, I also had guys come and build his. So now he, I have a sukkah, and two doors down from me I have a sukkah. So I'm doing my kiddush, and I finish the kiddush, you know, and I sit down, and after everyone has the kiddush, I just yell out on top of my lungs, Sean! I know the guy, after so many years, finally has a sukkah. Odds are, he didn't go out that meal, right? He's just enjoying his sukkah. And what I hear two seconds later, I hear, I hear yeah, Rabbi! I said, Come over for all the And he goes, okay, we're coming. <laughs> 20 minutes later, they're sitting there, him and his guests and their wives are coming in our sukkah. We're having a l'chaim. It was a moment where I felt like we had Yerushalayim imported, where you could yell to the other guy in the sukkah on the Upper East Side. Unbelievable. I said, now we just need to, for some people to buy all the other addresses on the block. And chalas, we have a little bit of West Side action going on, okay? So listen to this. And I think this is, this is amazing. <coughs> After you have a guy down, night next, moves into your house two doors away. You think, you know, new guy, I, you know, it would be so nice. I want to do something nice for him. So I love having Jewish people, you know, move in on my block. Uh, you know, let me get him a, what's it called? Let me get him, I'm going to go buy him a welcome, a welcome cake. Okay? Guy goes out, he buys a magnificent cake from uh, Gourmandises de French or whatever the good place is on the Upper East Side. And he brings him this magnificent cake. Now, which mitzvah did he fulfill? Love the guy, I want to get him a cake. What happens if instead of thinking to himself, oh, you know what, I really want to do something nice for this guy, he thinks to himself something else. He thinks, you know what, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Machnis Orchim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ohev Gerim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, I want to be like Hashem. I want to do the right thing. And he goes and buys him a cake. My rabbi said, does he fulfill the mitzvah of No. Why? Same guy, same cake, same neighbor. But your motivation for doing the mitzvah, what was it? To be compared to God. I want to be like God. Right? If that's your motivation, then that's the mitzvah you got. But it wasn't driven or motivated in any way, shape, or form by the fact that you love him. Correct? So my rabbi said, you get the guy a cake and you think, I love him. You get the guy a cake, you think, I love God, I want to be like Hashem. You have the mitzvah of the He says, what happens if you get him a cake, you don't think at all, you don't get any mitzvah, okay? If you get a cake and you think to the guy, you think to yourself, you know what? I want to be like Hashem and Hashem loves everybody. So I also love him. How many mitzvah did you get? Two. So it's all dependent on the kavanah. I think that's the answer here too. Noach ish sadiq. What do you mean he was a mensch? And he was a sadiq. Being a mensch is part of being a sadiq. That's true. But you could be a mensch 
and not have it stem at all from the fact that you want to do a menshi type thing. You want to treat someone with respect. Maybe only because, you know, I want to do the right thing. Hashem commanded me to do this. But I don't develop the interaction, the human interaction between people. Rabotai, the reason why I'm sharing this with all of us today is because, you know, especially in the aftermath of the Chagim, everybody has New Year's resolutions and they haven't yet worn off, right? We all have New Year's resolutions. Baruch Hashem, hopefully they're still going strong. But to remember that although I'm doing it in order to do the right thing, part of doing it, part of doing the right thing is also doing it in the right way. Now, Baruch Hashem, everybody, Be'ezat Hashem should be zocher to do, you know, business in the best possible way. But sometimes, I don't think we realize that my success can come at the expense of somebody else. So although in halakha, perhaps, I did the right thing, I have no obligation, but what does it mean to be a mensch? If you don't need to open up on this block, and opening on this block is going to cause the other guy tsar and pain, why would you do that? That's what it means to be a mensch, even though as a tzaddik, there's nothing I didn't do anything wrong. I'm allowed. There's enough customers in town, you know, for the both of us. Remember in all the westerns, there'll be one guy who looks at the other and you say, there ain't enough room in this town for the both of us, right? But what if there is enough room in this town for the both of us? Then, then you're allowed to go, yes, you're allowed, but is that the right thing to do? Rabutai, I, I keep thinking about this. Why did God give us a Torah that has so many different mitzvot? What was the point of all of these mitzvot? So we say this all the time. God wanted to give the Jewish people merit, therefore He gave us many Torah mitzvot. The famous question that gets asked is, if you want the Jewish people to have zechut, so God, you made it so difficult to be a good Jew. You should have given us one misvah, and then everybody would have got that misvah, and then we would have all had merit. So when I was first asked this question, I said, you know what? We have, uh, you know, in, 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 in law, there's something called case law. Case law is what you refer to. You go back to a previous case that was tried by the court, and you bring in case law to prove or to swing the case. So when someone asked me this question the first time, they said, just give him one mitzvah, and then of course everyone will do it, and then they'll have zikhut. I said, already, we already saw that movie. There was already a time when God only gave one mitzvah. When? When? In Gan Eden. How did that work out for us, right? It didn't work out so well. So one interpretation of this idea is, God gave us many mitzvot, because you know what, even if you messed up with one, there's many, many, many others to do. Okay, that's one explanation. But I want to give another explanation. The word lizakot, okay, can mean to give us a merit, but could also mean to purify, to make something clean. Like we say, zaka ubara. Okay? It's a, a, a process of refining, a process of cleansing. In order to clean, uh, in order to clean Am Yisrael, in order to make a person uh, uh, the best person they could be, God has to give us a bunch of different mitzvot, each of which sensitizes us and changes us a little bit. Each one of them is designed to be able to bring out from the person uh, a, a, a sensitive, uh, a mensch, a person with respect for somebody else, respect for somebody else's property. I, I was walking with my daughters the other day. Shh, 
I was walking with my daughters the other day. And as we're walking, my daughter, absent-minded, she yanks a leaf off of the bushes as we're walking in someone's, you know. So you know, you're walking, you're talking, she grabs it. I said, what are you doing? She says, what do you mean? I said, how are you going to put that back? She says, how am I going to put it back? I can't put it back. I pulled it off the branch. My daughters frequently think I'm crazy. Most of the time they're right. But sometimes, <laughs> I, said, I said to my daughter, I said, this person went out, number one, they bought this plant. Whose plant? It's your, it's their, it's your, it's their plant. You pull off a leaf, you're a ganav. My daughter looked at me, she said, I'm a ganav? I said, yeah, I mean, probably they're not going to press charges. <laughs> Although if they're Jewish, they might sue, right? <laughs> but the bottom line is, we just learned in Parashat Noach, that what would the people do? How did they steal? They stole one bean at a time. We just learned about it this week. I said, to steal a little bit is to still be a ganav. It's to be a ganav that you can't charge. But it's a ganav. If you're careful with taking a leaf because it doesn't matter, then you don't take something which matters. If you're not careful with something that doesn't matter, eventually you take things that matter. The first thing, you want to know why Noah was saved from all of this was because he practiced being a mensch. Once he became a mensch, what did he become after he became a mensch? Sadiq. Once he became a Sadiq, what did he become after he became a Sadiq? Tamim, he became whole. He became completely innocent. He became shalem. Are we understanding this? So it's the small things that a person does. I still remember <clears throat> my rabbi would yell at us. You know, when we would come to yeshiva, so they would walk from the dorms to the yeshiva, there was a, a grass lot. And we would walk through the grass lot. He said, one day he came in, he was very upset. And everyone said, what's going on, what's going on? And he said, does anyone know who this property belongs to? So everyone's thinking, maybe the rabbi wants to, you know, T.O., a bit of real estate action. <laughs> he's going to buy the spot. Then he's going to sell it at a premium to the yeshiva. I don't know what's happening, but he's going to. So we're like, no, no, no. He goes, nobody knows? He said, no. He says, does anybody here know, even know where they would look? You know, we're a bunch of, you know, we're 13 years old, 14 years old. Does anyone know here where they would look to find out whose property is? He said, no. So he says, so you don't know whose it is. You don't even know where you would look to find out whose it is. And, you're and every day, you're walking through his yard. Who gave you the right? So somebody said something brilliant. Someone said, Rabbi, you take something, you break something, fine. It's an empty lot. Well, we're walking across the grass, big deal. What, you, every, you walk across, nothing happens when you walk across the grass. My rabbi said, did you ever see a grass field where there's a path in the grass where there's no grass and it's just dirt. I said, yeah. He says, how do you think that got there? Did they mow the lawn repeatedly? No. Somebody walked and then somebody walked and then somebody walked and then somebody walked. That means that each person contributed to ruining this person's yard. And he said, it's not even about whether or not the person who you stole it from cares. Even if he doesn't care. Because someone doesn't care means that you're allowed to do something incorrect. You're training yourself with tiny deeds to become either a person who's sensitive to the needs of others or a person who doesn't care about the needs of others. Yeah, ultimately, most of what we do in our life stems from the habits that we have. 
And the irony is that habits are only created in repetitive nature. So as an example, if every day you walk in, you say, good morning, William, good morning, William. Eventually, even if you're on the phone with someone else, you walk in, what happens? Good morning, William. If you do something enough times, what happens? It becomes second nature. So the habits that we form, and I remember this, this is unbelievable. They said, a person said, motivation is what gets you to the gym, but habit is what keeps you there. Right? If you develop this routine where every day you go to the gym, eventually what happens? You go to the gym. Why do you go to the gym? Because I go to the gym. It's a very important thing to understand that the tiniest things that we do, when we do them repetitively, they create within us uh, a, a shift in the way that we act. So if a person for 30 days makes sure that they don't get angry, what happens? The body learns not to get angry. That's why we have Chodesh Elul. 30 days to try and do things in a different way. And people always say to me, Rabbi, I feel like a hypocrite. I'm acting differently during Elul than I normally am. No, not a hypocrite. We're actually trying to change you. So if a person recognizes there's something about their behavioral patterns that they don't love, they want to be a Sadiq, they want to eventually be a Tamim, they want to be someone about who it will be said, what do they need to do? First and foremost, be a mensch. You use the last milk in the fridge, go out and get or order more milk. Yeah, it's unbelievable. These are, these are such simple things. You're walking through the synagogue and you see a wrapper on the floor that you didn't throw. A mensch picks up litter because a place, by the way, whether it's a synagogue or a house, should, if ever I go to someone's house for a meeting and I have a coffee and I finish and the end I stand up, I pick up the coffee and I start walking into the kitchen. It's very awkward because many times I've not been in that house before and I don't know where I'm going. But at least I do my best to, and people start yelling at me. Rabbi. The exit is there. No, Mabi C, <laughs> it's not nice. Put it down, I'll clean it up later. Or, or the, the G will clean it up later. You know, it's not nice. They say, it's not kavod for the rabbi. I say, it's not kavod for the rabbi to be a mensch. If I'm a rabbi, I should, 10 times more, I should be the person that cleans up after their own mess. You see, it's unbelievable the twisted nature of the way our world has thought. Where today, your kavod and your honor are more important than your good name. When actually, your good name should be the source of your honor. Your source of your kavod. So that's why the Torah, in, in, in specific order, and I have to share with you, we'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. What's Noach's name? Noach means? Relax. What is it? No, the word Noach means? Noach means? Noach. Relax. Means relax, yes. comfort. Relax. The first stage of this man's evolution is Noach. He just wants to relax. Don't bother me with this. Don't bother me with that. The second stage is Ish. I just want to do the right thing. I just don't want to embarrass someone. I just don't want to yell at someone. I just want to help someone that needs I just want to help an old lady across the street. The next stage is Sadiq. The next stage is Tamim. The next stage is Eta Elohim. He can walk with God. Whenever we see the word et, et means something which is tafel to something else. 
which is compared in the same name as that person. So as an example, if I got on the court and someone said, you like Michael Jordan, they didn't say I'm Michael Jordan. They said I'm like Michael Jordan. But even to be compared to Michael Jordan means that you're probably a pretty good basketball player. Or you have a very shiny head. One or the other. You understand? That is the process. So what do we want to be, Rabotai? Like, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Do we want to be Sadiq Tamim? Or do we just want to be comfortable? It's more comfortable not to go pick, clean up after yourself. Friday night, even if your wife or your daughters or your guests stand up off the table and clear five dishes. There was once a great rabbi who said to a bunch of young men, he says, guys, I want to tell you, who here wants to have shalom bayit? Everyone raised their hand. So he says, I want to tell you an unbelievable sigula, a tremendous, what's it called? Zechut, that it will, if you do it, will merit you shalom bayit. Everybody here, you guys on board, you want to hear it? Yes. Guaranteed, he said. Guaranteed shalom bayit. Guarantee shalom bayit. So every guy says, what, what's the, what is it, what, which prayer, like, which mitzvah, how long do my sisid have to be? You know, how many times do I kiss my tefillin? You know, do I stand under the mitzvah? What do I do? What's the sigula? He said, the sigula is Saturday night, roll up your sleeves and wash the dishes. And I remember thinking when I was young, oh, what a cute thing the rabbi said, a cute. And as I've grown older, I've realized it's not cute at all but that you actually have to tell people who think that they're very important and that they have very important things to do and that they're very busy to do things that make you into a mensch. The whole point of the Torah is to turn a human being from an animal into a mensch. That's what the Sifre Musar teach us. And sometimes I wonder, maybe, maybe, if the Pasuk means Noach, Ish, Tzadik, Tamim, or rather, the opposite way around, that it gave his highest title first. He walked with God, and that made him this perfect being, and that made him someone who was a Tzadik. And maybe all of that resulted in the fact that he could be a mensch. And you know what's interesting to me? If I'm a big Tamim Chacham, I'm not, but if I was, you know who would know that I was a big Tamil Chacham? Another Tamil Chacham. If I was a very good Jew, you know who would know I was a very good Jew? A good Jew. A good Jew. But if I'm a mensch, who knows that I'm a mensch? Everybody. The person on the train, the non-Jewish, uh, uh, everybody. That's something that everyone understands and values. May we be zocheh to be mekadesh, shem shamayim barabim. Amen. Amen.